Welcome to the Conscious Business Podcast. I'm your host, Phoebe Lay, and I'm so excited that you're here today. On our podcast, we are going to be talking about the things that inspire you in business to help you create a conscious brand that will not only build credibility and give you more opportunities in your business to thrive, but also help you to create in a deliberate, conscious kind of way. This is a place where meaningful conversations will inspire you to create, pursue, and thrive and shine in business. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Conscious Business Podcast. If you are tuning in live right now on YouTube, or if you are listening to this in audio, it's so nice to have you on. And for most of you, I know that some of you are business owners and in business and also in life in general, it can get very easy to be trapped in vicious cycles of rushing, focusing on the end destination, hustle. And also these days we are getting more and more busy. We're getting busier and busier with our lives. And so today I have Anna Forbes, who's a business strategist, a thought leader, a speaker, and also the founder of Smooth Consulting on this podcast with us. Anna works with impact-driven founders, entrepreneurs, and business leaders in a holistic approach to integrate strategies and solutions into their business so that they can not only increase profit, but improve workflow and design their dream team to scale their business. Anna is on a mission to create sustainable and equitable business ecosystems where leadership, diversity, wellness, and psychological safety are foundational. Anna, welcome to the show. It is so nice to have you on. Thank you so much, Phoebe. It's great to be here, and I uh, very much appreciate that introduction. Thank you. Thank you, Anna. How has everything been for you? How is your year starting? The year is starting. It seems to be already moving very rapidly, which speaks to what you shared earlier around kind of the speed of business and how things move. But I'm very fortunate to have uh, really awesome people. I've met some fantastic humans through digital interactions. And even though we've been, because of COVID, kind of landed and, and have to stay put, we're able to travel virtually, which is super cool. And yeah, it's been a great ride so far. The year has just begun, and so I'm I'm excited to see what unfolds. What about you? Yeah, amazing. Yeah, look, same here. The year has definitely started off well. I can say that last year, especially around this time of year, I was worrying about the fact that I've taken some time off and I needed to like get back into the rhythm of things. But this year has been so different. It's kind of, I think most people are feeling a lot more refreshed. Last year was so full on and a lot of people are also now starting to realize that pausing and spending time doing things that rest and recuperate you is actually productive, that rest and pausing and reset and recharging is important and productive. And so it's definitely been a refreshing start knowing that the people around are also feeling the same. So yeah, I can't complain. How have you been finding this adjustment to the year and what are people's attitudes to this, like to this new year so far on your end? And by the way, for those that are listening and for those that are watching, Anna is actually with us here from Toronto. So Anna is literally a day behind still and a different time zone, different part of the world. Yeah, it's evening here. So it's a little dark, but overall it's good. 
I think in terms of people I've been chatting with, it's been mixed messages. Some people are feeling exactly what you described from last year around this push to jump back in and resolution. So I think there's a lot of kind of just societal pressures. Plus with COVID, there's been some additional restrictions that you know people were planning in-person events and in-person back to the office and they've had to rejuggle that or their kids are now home again. So I think we're still navigating this global uncertainty and it's challenging people to think differently and behave differently, even though it can feel uncomfortable, I think, at the beginning. And then there's a whole other slew of people who are thriving and who are, are excited to start a new year and see what can unfold. And, and there's like a renewed energy. So I think it, it goes back to the what you said around productivity and re- that rest and reflection and, and taking time to pause actually does add value in a way that we haven't always identified or acknowledged. And, and that maybe is time to change. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what are some of the, I guess, ramifications of not adapting to this new paradigm shift, I'd say? What are some of the consequences of that that you've seen from your experience? I mean, I think the biggest one is mental and physical health in terms of you hear lots of people talking about they're gaining weight or pre-COVID, they want to get back into their pre-COVID clothes or whatever. And I was certainly fell into that cycle too. In fact, I left my corporate job to become an entrepreneur just in 2019, pre-COVID and not because of COVID, but because of what I thought I had to do, which was, you know, focus on building the business and hustle and grind. And anyway, that leads to burnout really, really quickly. And I had suffered burnout from before that. And so then I continued that pattern and that cycle. And so it was really, for me personally, a wake up call. But I see that in work with my clients where they're jamming their days in, they're trying to fit more and more and more, all in the name of growth, all in the name of scaling, get more done. And more, you know, can come at a cost. And if we're not assessing that cost, we could be short fusing ourselves in the long run. And so kind of one of the things that motivates me and the mission around the work I do is really helping people connect and integrate that personal dynamic, that holistic approach to business and integrate those strategies in their business design and actually bring that level of intentionality to whether their teams or the wellness and benefits that they offer, however they choose to do that, or even how they structure their time in terms of when they're meeting their clients and when do they work at their best and how can they set themselves up to support that. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love what you're saying here. And I totally agree that you mentioned that there's burnout, there's fatigue, there's like obviously the physical effects. But I also think that emotionally and mentally, people start to lose sight of why they got started in the first place. They start to lose sight of, they lose that passion that they had when they first started out in business. And that is something that can so easily creep in when we are trying to force ourselves to sit at our desk and work a certain number of hours and get through all 299 emails and Like it's such a culture that was created. I know from even like my parents' age, they growing up, my family always talked about the importance of working hard and how important it is to do hard work. Money doesn't fall off trees, for example. But now there's, it's so refreshing that there is almost like this shift where we're seeing that people are realizing it's actually like success actually comes not when we're hustling, 
But in fact, it comes when we are really just flowing, like we're not necessarily going with the flow and being passive, but we're flowing, like we are actually going downstream with the river. Have you noticed that as well? I've noticed that as well. And it, and it allows that money to flow back, right? I think it's if we're forcing the money to come, that's where we're sitting in that struggle. And I appreciate that you shared kind of some of the mindsets that were integrated into you with your family and same, very much same with me. My family background is Italian. And so very, very kind of work, hard work ethic. And that can be the biggest shift is that mindset around how do we think differently and behave differently and integrate that into our design. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree. So Anna, walk us through, like as someone that is consulting with business owners, helping them have a holistic view and be more mindful and aware when it comes to business, how do you help your clients to be more intentional with their everyday day-to-day activities? That's a good question. And you alluded to success earlier. And one of the very first activities I get my clients to do is help me define for me what success looks like for them in their business, whether it's personal. I do work within the business. So oftentimes I'm hired by the founder or the primary leadership team. But I'd still like to ask the question, whether it's in an individual or a collective team around how do you know that you are successful so that when we're defining our growth goals and we're defining what we're trying to achieve, we have some, not necessarily numerical metric, but some way to measure the results. And one of the things I've found in terms of business and the structures that we've come from is that there's a golden standard of what it needs to look like. And so if we're going to design new ways of doing business, we need to start thinking about, well, asking the question, what does success look like for you? And how can we create businesses like right now, a lot of the clients I work with and people that I'm surrounded by are shifting to this community approach. So they're measuring their business results based on the number of people in their community or the types of businesses they're serving or the ripple effect that that's having. And they're finding ways to measure that. So I think data and analytics are amazing. What are we actually evaluating and assessing might need to adapt to where we're trying to go. And that's, and starting with asking the question of what is success and even challenging our definition of success, because going back to those conditioned beliefs, sometimes if we're not connecting authentically, we may be having a definition of success that is actually somebody else's and not our own. And that could be where that disconnect happens. So we actually take the time to review and evaluate that right from the get go and really tap into what the bigger picture is. I think the biggest thing that I support clients do is when you're in your business, you're kind of the image of like your head's down in the computer, if you will, or whatever your business is, but you're focused on delivering and you're focused on your clients and you're focused on whatever it is you're achieving. And so you're not always taking that fresh air look up view and seeing kind of from a bigger picture. And what happens is we can often then make really short-sighted decisions. And so one of the things I help clients do is going back to finding their long-term strategy, connecting more to why the why you alluded to, like people can lose sight of, of why they're doing what they're doing. And I think that's that happens very easily when when we get really busy, we get swamped and maybe not as fulfilled as we want, the vision starts becoming blurry or more distant. And it's happened to me. It happens to other clients I work with. So it's a practice that has to be incorporated in terms of how frequently are you connecting to your vision and your mission and even evaluating whether what you set out to do is where you still are. I just had a conversation earlier today 
I was chatting with someone whose business has evolved tremendously. And part of that had to do with an experimental thing that they did last year that seems to work. And now they actually have to redefine their mission. And so allowing for that fluidity and that evolutionary process in the business, I think sometimes we always want to get it right out of the gate. And that is great. And it's great to put quality work into quality effort, but know that that level of quality and planning that you're doing also needs that flow and that fluidity to evolve and grow with you as the business grows and as the business needs evolve too. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I think that it's also really important for us to spend time reevaluating and making sure that we are definitely still on track and spending that time periodically as well to just stop, reflect, really think like, is this working for me or am I actually just spending a lot of time trying to get something to work when that's not where I should be focusing my time and my energy. Is this actually where I want to be? So I totally agree. And I think that what you've just mentioned and what we're touching on at the moment is a really important thing for a lot of business owners and also people that are, you know, just regardless of whether people are in business or not, it's important to keep that in mind. And what are some of the traits or what are some of the effects that you see when people start to connect with heart when they're doing business? Great question. And I am glad you asked. I think so many things come from a sense of relief, you know, first of all, in terms of it doesn't feel as hard to achieve it because it's coming from a place that feels really connected to what they're doing. They're kind of Sometimes I think we sense that we have to kind of separate our mind from our heart. And it's really finding that sense of uh, alignment. And then from a personal place of alignment, where we're standing tall and really connected as a being perspective, but then also then taking that one step further and aligning the decisions and the actions in the business. So because we take that kind of heart centered, intentional approach and making instead of falling into business, like I think this is where the biggest hurdle I see with rapid growth and is that sometimes the business starts running us instead of the other way around. And it's really flipping that on its head and being more proactive so that you are, you know, it doesn't mean you're going to be able to plan for everything. There's going to be things that come up, but you're setting up you and the team up for success when there's more intentionality. And then it allows for more choice and more decision-making as opposed to feeling reactive and feeling like the business is making the decisions for you. So I think really aligning everything from your vision and your mission and your values and using that as the way to build what your focus is. And and you mentioned, are the things I'm doing really the focus? So many of the people I work with are so scattered. They're doing all the things, whether it's they're wearing multiple hats because they're kind of in a rapid period of growth, that tends to be the case, or they're taking back work and rejiggling it and all, all that Or, you know, maybe they've said yes to a bunch of work in the past. And as they're evolving, as they're shifting, that same work isn't quite aligned. And maybe they're doing it because they feel they have to or because they can't release the funds that are associated with that piece of work. And when they finally kind of make the shift to this more intentional designed approach, what ends up start happening is you actually draw in new opportunities in a bigger way. And it requires that release of that kind of some of those old behaviors. And then it means that I have clients who went from scattered doing copywriting, all the things in their especially agency owners where they're doing all the things and taking on all the different projects. And then after a while, realizing like, 
I'm not being challenged anymore. I'm not as fulfilled. There's more hiccups in the business. It's not as smooth as any simple or, and fun to say the least. And so then when we start defining, well, who do they want to work with? Where do they want to go next? Then we start realizing that it may not be giving up that piece of business. It may be setting up the infrastructure or the team to support both. And so that way they can spread their wings even wider and have a bigger impact. But the way they need to do it now has to shift into this kind of collaborative approach. Oh, yeah, definitely. I love the idea of like bringing on more people as well, more minds and collaborating with your team, the project manager, other founders, and not just doing things your own way or one way, because there are so many different approaches to success or to getting to a destination that it doesn't always go go the way you think it will. And sometimes when things go wrong and you've got to pivot or change direction, sometimes that's a good thing. And sometimes you still end up getting to the destination, but you've brought with you so many more new experiences and new ways of doing things, which I think is actually a really great thing. Yeah. And maybe you get to the destination faster and more accurately with less waste and delays and stress, right? How cool would it be is if you knew exactly where, just like we have GPS in our cars, imagine you have a bit of a GPS approach to business where you're setting the destination, even if it's not, it's in the area, and then you're reverse engineering how to get there and set up milestones that even if to your point, you have to pivot, maybe take a different route, that you still are, are getting to closer and closer to that end result that you're after. And, and bringing that vision from that state of imagination and just a, a concept to having your proof of concept, having it roll out into the market, and then seeing that ripple effect continue to, to permeate. And then to your point about bringing more people is you get diversity of thinking, you get new idea generation, you get maybe the someone can take over the how that maybe you're not as strong at and frees you up to do. I think that's where a lot of the clients benefit from when we hang out is because they get then freed up to do more interesting and creative work that they are more passionate about that then brings that vitality and energy into the business. And so then what is that energetic ripple effect happening there for their people and their team? And so it really starts with the leadership. It really starts with that person that's kind of running the show or multiple people running the show and and challenging them to optimize their own internal energy, optimize the energy in their business, and then encourage their people to think and do it that way too. Not only does that bring diversity of thinking and opportunity for hiring people and continuing that cycle of impact, but then it creates, you know, there's lots more ideas, there's lots more opportunities to monetize whatever your service and offering is in the market and reach new customers, new audiences and in greater and more powerful ways than ever before. Mm, Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I think one of the questions that a lot of the listeners might be wondering at the moment is if they are, let's just say you've got a week where you've got calendar book, you're fully booked, you really do need that income. How do you get people to like slow down or do they need to slow down in order to recenter? Or if things are flowing and everything's just going really well, like I said, if they have their calendar booked, like, is there a need to do this work or is this work only important, for example, at the end of the year or when we take time out or when we mark it in the calendar? No, I think that's the, it's a good question. I think that's where some of the corporate behaviors, and I grew up in the world of corporate, 
where they're doing annual and then quarterly, and it's very structured that way. And there's value in having some structure sometimes, not always. Uh, flow doesn't have the same, it's a different set of energy than structure. I think mapping it out and finding a rhythm that works better for you, and it could be a weekly, could be setting your annual goals and, and what you're hoping to achieve and then breaking it down. And it's something that I was chatting with a client today about is having those core directions set out. What's the core focus for 2022? And then creating a high level kind of roadmap to say, okay, in order to achieve the goals in this time frame, I need to focus on this. And in this time frame, I need to focus on this. And then, but then create feedback loops or cycles of review so that you're not just leaving it to the end of the year and then going, oh crap, I never achieved my results. You actually are taking that time out individually or with your team to really evaluate, like, am I getting closer to the goals that I set out for myself? Do the goals need to change? I think that's sometimes too, we set these goals and then it means something if we don't achieve it. It could just mean that the goal has changed or you've changed and, and something needs to be recalibrated. And so allowing for that time to recalibrate, you asked if it's slowing down, it is a little bit of slowing down. It is a carving out intentional time just because your calendar is booked. If you don't book it in and make the other piece, the reflection time a priority, then you're going on that same hype hustle cycle and you're not intentionally making that switch. So it does require planning or some remapping of your calendar. And it could, and in terms of like, doing that with clients, that's that process of working together to then test. We do a bit of a test and learn, like there's no hard one way it has to be. A client I started with in January, we the very first thing we did was look at our schedule. And there were some, oh, I was like, uh, well, we can play with this, but I think it's going to evolve. And sure enough, the kind of very last session we had six months later, that was exactly where, you know, where we started where, is where we ended. And we revisited our schedule and it completely looked different. And now she was actually prioritizing on a daily basis, strategic work in her business to grow what she was trying to grow. That wasn't even a thought before it was a side of the desk thing. I think that's the other piece of it is there's the working in your business and they're working on your business and in the business gets priority all the time because that is the perceived direction of money and all the things. And so we ignore working on the business. Then what happens just like a closet or table that all the papers start accumulating, it becomes messy. And then all you see is this heap of stuff that you're like, okay, I can't deal with this now. That kind of is what starts happening in terms of the business. And it actually, it does impact your business growth. So more attention does need to be paid to it, but it, doing it in a way, finding a way that's going to work for you and a, a sustainable flow that's going to keep the momentum going. Mm, yeah, I love that. I love that. Anna, when you're working with a startup compared to when you're working with someone or an organization or corporation that is scaling, what do you see is different in the way you approach things? Good question. I think it depends on the phase and every business at different phases needs different things. And so each client gets that very specific attention around what's happening in your business. We look at, when I say holistic approach, I also look at a holistic approach to their business because they'll often come to me and say, Anna, my marketing, my sales, my this, my that, all the business development and oh, my team and all these fractional components. And they're just some piece of the pie. So we, I get them to look at the whole pie. Let's map everything out together and see where things are. And then we can be more decisive around where's the most effective use of our time. Because sometimes what they think it is, is not really what it is. In fact, I had someone 
who came from the corporate environment and is growing and scaling their business. And they started with, I and I need processes and, and we're doing that. We're really going to be focusing on setting up the systems to support what they're doing. But when we dug into it, it was really the mindset. It was that these behaviors that they had acquired through their time in their past career were permeating into the way they were approaching their business and are actually so profound that we have to start there because the systems, the solutions will start becoming easier if we're addressing the root problem. And so that's kind of when part of working with a strategic partner like me is that I help the clients create that space and that container to focus on their business and really then we're poking in a very gentle way in a very like open and non-judgmental way of like what is truly happening that's impacting that's creating the disconnect between your results, your expectations and your results. Mm, mm. And what about leadership Anna? Cuz I know you definitely provide leadership consultations and you provide a lot of advice to clients in regards to leadership and teams like yeah. how is that different or is that similar to when you're assisting a business who already have a team to scale it's different in the sense that the leadership needs are different right when there's a solo someone individually there we're building resilience we're building their communication skills we're building how they're making decisions more effectively and what kind of risks they're taking. So that's kind of on an individual scale. When you're talking about a team and you're talking about larger organizations, now you're, you're getting into the people management aspect of it and how do we engage and inspire people. So that's kind of the space I do play in around. It's less about managing your people and more about shifting to inspiring them. And it starts with how you are positioning, how you're articulating what it is that you're doing. And then when I go into the alignment aspect is, are your actions and your behaviors matching what you say you want to do? So an example, I'm, I'm working in a business right now where their mission and their values are, are really awesome. And I want to be part of that, part of what they're trying to do. And then when I'm hanging out with them, their behaviors and their actions are disconnected and disjointed. And so part of the work that we're going to be doing is finding ways to reduce that gap and streamline it so that what they set out to do is actually starting to happen. And it starts from within, just like any inner work that you do as in, a, in your personal journey starts from within. I challenge business owners to think about how can you start from within your business as opposed to looking for those external validation points. Yeah, how many leads am I getting? All the marketing and all that is certainly important. But if you're not looking from what's happening inside, you could be leaving money on the table that you don't need some of these other pieces to really do the work that you're trying to do. And it's all about how are you creating the leverage so you're maximizing the effort, you're not always creating, you're not always doing, you're kind of finding unique ways to allow the work to flow and layer on and then leverage different people's networks and connect into other resources and partners and building that partnership as opposed to a bit more of that competitive model that we've been trained to think about. Amazing, Anna. That's so cool. And I know that you've got some really cool resources for people to tune into as well that they can download. Can you tell us a little bit about that, about your business alignment guide? Yeah, thank you for that. I created that. I've been chatting a little bit more about creating alignment within your business. And so the guide that I created is really just a tool to evaluate where you're at and maybe even identifying whether you're out of alignment in the first place. And so that's what's in there right now. And then really looking at what is it that you need to do or defer or delete. Sometimes we need to say this thing I need to remove because I need to create more space in my calendar. I need to 
clean up what's not serving me? And then, or is there a deferred, like, I don't want to stop doing it now, but can I defer it? So that's what the exercise gets people to do and, and then find ways to incorporate that into their action plan. Amazing. Amazing. Well, for anyone that is listening that would like a copy of that, we are going to put that into the show notes. So if you are currently listening and you're either on YouTube, you'll be able to just scroll down and see it in the description. And you'll also be able to scroll on Spotify and Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts to get a copy of that guide and do grab yourself a copy as well because alignment is so important. It is key to feeling fulfilled. It is key to thriving and getting into the stream that's going to take you downstream and flowing with your business and in life. Anna, I've got some rapid fire questions, if you don't mind. Okay. And I'm excited about this because this is where our audience gets to know you even more, even rapidly as well. (laughs) Okay. The unfiltered version, right? (laughs) The unfiltered version, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So if I may, my first rapid fire question for you is, if there was one thing you cannot live a single day without, whether it's physical or non-physical, what would it be? Oh, pizza comes to mind. Love it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Finally, my partner always says, how can you have pizza all the time? And I'm always like, it's healthy. It's wood-fired oven pizza. It's for me, I'm plant-based as well. I'm like, it's vegan. It's healthy. So, <laughs> so glad to come across another pizza lover. You can make it spicy. You can make it sweet. You can, the variety is endless. So it's really, it allows for that. Cre- I've been making pizza since I was like a little, little kid. And so I get really creative with my, when I make it. <laughs> <laughs> it's my go-to food. Whenever anything else fails, certainly important opportunity there. Oh, I love that. I went to a, pe- a Christmas party last year where they had an outdoor wood-fired oven pizza oven and I was like, oh my goodness, this is the best party ever. We were all like in the kitchen making our own pizzas, putting whatever toppings we wanted. So Yeah, that's awesome. That's something I would love to invest in this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. You just set a goal for you and hopefully you can prioritize that and make that happen. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Okay, rapid fire question number two. Who inspires you the most or who is it that inspired you to do what you do today? Oh, lots of people inspire me. This one's a tough question. I'm not one of those people that's like, there's a celebrity infatuation or things like that. I think for me, the biggest influences were women who set out to do things a little differently than what they were, air quotes, allotted in life or what was imposed on them. And just in my lifetime, how much I've been able to evolve and kind of break some of the chains that were imposed on imposed on us earlier on. And, and not just women, but my partner, he's someone who inspires me every day and continues to support me in ways that I envisioned were possible, but didn't know in reality. And so when you get to feel that and, and experience that, that just, it's so easy to continue going. And then oh, none of the other pieces, my clients, they inspire me every day. In fact, I had a client message me going, Anna, that we worked together a while ago and I'm incorporating your strategic alignment into the work I'm doing. So your stuff is living on. And so just that idea of that, that what kind of ripple effect that that is going to continue to create and how many other people are going to be impacted because of that really inspires me to keep going. And I'm motivated to see women and people of color and 
the queer community and anyone who hasn't quite fit into the existing models start to thrive in bigger ways. And so in order to do that, we this work I'm doing is, to me, very, very connected to my past and what I went through personally, but also what I witnessed other people going through. Oh, so beautiful. I love that. And particularly around the clients as well, because there are definitely some clients that you cross paths with that just makes you, well, actually they help you realign, which is what we're talking about today. But yeah, they definitely inspire and I learn a lot from my clients as well. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Rapid fire question number three, where do you see yourself in five years time? On a beach, somewhere on a beach. That's where I see myself five years from now. My husband's from the Bahamas and we talk about part of what I set out to do was work remotely and be able to work from anywhere. And so I would love to be able to continue doing what I'm doing in a more consistent climate. And I happen to be a a Pisces and these are frozen bubbles behind me if anybody is watching. But frozen bubbles in Canada are lovely and beautiful and I appreciate the snow, but I also love the warmth and being able to be in the ocean. Oh, that sounds amazing. And I would love to be in a frozen bubble one day. That is something that is in one of my mind movies, which for those that have listened to the podcast episode where I talk about that, I think it's episode two with Jake Davey. I love seeing or envisioning what I want my future to look like. And I'm pretty sure there's a frozen bubble with like a bed inside and everything that is in that mind movie. Amazing. If you could leave the world with one message, this is a big one, what would it be? Mm. Find out who you are as a person. Oh, I love that question. I had a speaker coach who helps a lot of people that really connect with their message. That was one of the first questions that he asked me when we spoke and And I love that question. Ever since that day, I think that is one of the big questions that we ought to ask ourselves that we don't always ask ourselves or we forget as well. What is, or who are we? Yeah, we forget. What do we stand for? Who are we? We forget. And there's this message around being authentic. But if you don't understand what it means to be authentic, that can be an evasive concept. And so really, it really goes back to who you are finding what you value, and recognizing that that may evolve or shift or change over time and being okay with that and almost intentionally doing it. Like in in my case, I'm intentionally doing things that I never did before. I never used to meditate. Now I do that on a regular basis. There's things that and that wasn't something in my upbringing or my culture and all these things. And so it's okay to try new things and now recognize that you might tap into another identity. And even for me, for example, one of the journeys I've been on is cultivating my own creativity again, because it was something that wasn't appreciated or respected earlier on in life. And I kind of was like in the get a good job, here's the list of what qualifies as a good job, kind of ignored that component of myself. And that that led to the burnout that led to where I am today, and why I take a very creative kind of approach to thinking about the way we can think about business, because it was really me bringing back in that energy around creativity. And we're in an era where creativity and innovation are in high demand. Like these are, this is where people are making more money because we're actually tapping into new ideas, new concepts, and making radical investments in a different way. And I don't mean necessarily monetary, but even societal investments or time investment. And so, yeah, it's how do we, and with technology, we're automating more. And so as we continue to automate more, 
we're tasked with finding ways of how can we then spend our time in new ways and and let other things work in our favor. Mm, mm, definitely. Oh, I love that. That now brings me to my last rapid fire question, which is a more recent one, a new one I've been asking my interviewees. And that is, what is one big takeaway that you've recently had that changed the way you view the world? Hmm. I think I'm so great question. And I'm glad you've added that. For me, of late, I'm a very ambitious human and I want to do a lot of things. And I tend to draw in clients who want to do a lot of things. And when we get discouraged or disappointed, it can feel those emotional pieces come up of uh, mean something about ourselves or we feel defeated and, you know, all these things. And it can prevent us from getting up and continuing on the journey. And someone recently said to me, anything is possible, but is it plausible? is the disconnect from achieving the results that we had. And it it just really had this like, oh, that makes it more real. Like, it's not about the fact that I'm setting these goals or these ambitions and these visions. It's that I'm not creating the plausibility to achieve that or, or setting myself up for success. And so that's kind of in terms of what I do with the clients is really helping them get closer to those goals because we're looking at how to make it possible to get there. Oh, I love that. I love that one. Yeah, I'm going to take that one on, Anna. Thank you so much. No problem. Well, guys, that wraps up the podcast episode with Anna Forbes, but that doesn't mean that that is the last that you'll hear from Anna because I am with all of my, I guess, interviewees or guests. I like to make sure that we have follow-ups and we connect further down the track and more properly as well outside of just the interview. And Anna, I'm looking forward to following your journey and potentially having you on the show again. For anyone that is watching, make sure that you connect with Anna. Anna is the best way to connect with you, the social media links that you shared, which I'm going to put into the show notes. Yeah, I'm pretty much everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. I mostly hang out on LinkedIn, but I'm on all the platforms. So however you choose to to reach out, do reach out. I like meeting people, great people doing great things. And even if we don't necessarily work together, you never know what kind of people I can connect you with and and vice versa. So I'd love to hear your story. And Phoebe, thank you so much for inviting me on the show. I absolutely will take you up on connecting again and possibly coming back. Awesome. Thank you so much, Anna. Have a wonderful day. And thanks so much to all those that tune in regularly and for watching and supporting the Conscious Business Podcast. Make sure that you tune in for the next episode and also make sure that you leave a review and share this with your friends and your family. Have a wonderful day, guys.